you're basically up with the best in the world um, in terms of performance at elite level really. You're training six days a week, out there in all weathers, going through all sorts of, putting your body through all sorts of things, so it's, uh, it's hard. It's always been the case that the sport comes first before anything, you know, the, the lifestyle of it, the nutrition, the training, the regime of it all, the going away and doing the competitions, preparing for them, it's always just been, you know, since the age of sort of 17, it's always been there for me. We try to test the athletes um, roughly four times a year. And we try to time those testing occasions to uh, the different phases of their programs. So typically we'd see a testing occasion in their off-season or in their general preparation phase. Uh, we'd see one uh, during the specific preparation phase, one during pre-competition and one during competition phase. So we get a very clear picture of how their physiological response is changing over the year. We can then compare that year with previous years to see if there's any season-on-season -season improvement in performance. One test that is performed throughout the year is the VO2 max test. Developed in the 1920s, this helps to define an individual's aerobic limit, the maximum amount of oxygen that an athlete can use during exercise. It tests your, um, your engine, how hard you, your lungs and your heart are working um, when you're being pushed to the maximum. Um, and, and basically, it's just pushing yourself to the absolute limit. It allows us to look um, and to explore their aerobic function and to determine whether there's any um, training adaptations occurring within their aerobic function, whether there's any possible impairment that we need to look at, whether there's been a decrement in their aerobic function over time, and whether there's anything that we need to look at early on. Um, by able to, to do this sports science testing and being able to look at the essentially the engine of the athlete without the effects of external factors such as track conditions, such as wind resistance. Um, we're able to isolate the engine and find out whether the engine is actually performing to its potential. That's great, Cal. Well done. Looking good. The test begins with the athlete performing a series of sub-maximal stages, which usually last around four minutes. You'll get warmed up and the load will increase every three or four minutes, so the, the, the load on the, the, the wheelchair, on the wheels, the, the resistance will increase every three, four minutes. That's good, that's really good. He's working hard. All right, this is it now, come on. Let's finish this minute off, at least. Come on, let's finish this one off, at least. That's good. We will increase the workload, and when you increase workload, you'll increase the amount of oxygen that person requires to power the muscles to actually perform that work. So the amount of oxygen the person uses is increasing, increasing, increasing all the time. And when uh, at, at the very end of the test, it will be in a situation where the person can't take in and utilize any more oxygen. That point is classified as their VO2 max. Shake, shake, shake. After each stage, a blood sample is taken. This allows the physiologist to chart the increase in blood lactate and identify the lactate threshold, the turning point where there is a disproportionate increase in lactate during exercise. If you are um, 
continuing exercise which isn't being completely met by the cons consumption of oxygen, then you will steadily um, accumulate lactate in the blood. This typically happens as you increase the exercise intensity. And so we can see uh, lactate increasing as the exercise intensity gets harder. The identification of lactate threshold is a useful marker to look at training responses. Typically what we find is that with exercise training, that the lactate threshold occurs later in exercise. Once the lactate threshold is identified, the workload increases every minute until they reach their maximal oxygen consumption. Your muscles start to get really heavy, full of lactic acid. Um, sometimes you might start to go a bit dizzy. Um, it's, it's just basically like you're just reaching the maximum and you can't really go anymore right at the end. Your breathing gets faster, your heart rate gets faster, um, and probably sometimes you feel a bit sick. The VO2 max is the ultimate stage, the final 30 seconds of the test, where an individual is unable to utilise any more oxygen. You're going until your muscles will not work anymore. You know, you've zoned out completely. You're just not aware of what's going on. All you're aware of is, you know, how fast you push. Well, not how fast you're pushing, but how hard you're pushing. For some people, they will not demonstrate a plateau in oxygen consumption. They may just simply demonstrate a peak uh, in their oxygen consumption. And therefore, we need other criteria to be able to say we are categorically certain that that person has achieved their maximal effort. Such variables we may be looking at, things like heart rate, like their respiratory exchange ratio, and, um, and, and looking at their, their actual uh, physical characteristics. Once the VO2 max test is over, it's time to cool down. Then the test data is shown to the athlete and their coach. This can then be used to improve training in the shortest possible time. The data is tabulated and graphically represented. They can themselves then see any seasonal trends in their performance, whether their, for instance, whether their body weight um, is at its uh, lowest during the competitive phase each season. And so they know where they should be to improve upon a previous uh, season's performance. Here you go. Here you go. All the way, all the way. Come on, come on, you can do it. You can do it. Okay, okay, let's stop. Well, well done. Not bad. Not bad. Good warm up, That's a warm up. Okay, well done, man. That was excellent. That was really good. Heart rate 206. It's going mad, isn't it? <laughs> it's very personal because you, you're kind of going from your results uh, when you last did the test and obviously you want to improve on those results um, and you don't usually know what all your competitors are doing anyway and um, it's not that kind of information you find out so it's it's kind of going against your last results and you wanting to better them as well. The VO2 max test is possibly the most robust and best single indicator of somebody's aerobic capabilities However, in order to continue maximising an athlete's performance, the test must be regularly monitored and assessed. For many of these athletes at the elite end of the sport, we're looking at improvements of 1-2% to can mean the difference between achieving a gold medal at the Olympics and finishing last. So what we need to do is to try and pick out 
all the, the parts of their physiology um, that may well contribute to their performance and seeing if we can assess and actually impact upon their training program to improve all the factors which improve their performance.